0: Greetings, and welcome to Second Breakfast, the second most important meal of the day. I'm Sean. And I am Jason. Sean, what's our Second Breakfast today? We are joined this week by Shane and Jesse of Meadow Vista Media. Hi, guys. Hey, Hello. how's it going? Uh, it's very awkward for me to say Shane. Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> 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 for a while in the pod, because I've, I I know you as Fabio for so long, and the, uh, for a while, at the end of the podcast, I was saying like Fabio and Jesse or whatever, and huh. Jason was like, "It's Shane and Jesse," and I was like, "I know, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I don't ever call him Shane." But um, you guys did the banging intro music for this podcast. Yeah.
1: Thank, you. thank you, yeah, thank you guys yeah. so much. I love it. I was like, sh- I was like showing my family. I was like,
0: "This is for my show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've shared it I, with absolutely everybody as well. Like. <laughs>
2: We really oh. enjoyed working on it. Definitely, it was uh, it was really neat to to do that Shire type music. I really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, we got to mess with a couple of new toys on it. Oh yeah, which oh, was yeah. fun.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, it, if you have anything more
3: to
0: say about that, for sure. I mean, um,
2: I, yeah, I like. I really like the way that it it kind of crescendos into, and, and it really gets. It sets the right vibe for your guys' show. Definitely, I think that you guys picked the right. You gave us the right direction for sure to kind of fit your guys' show. It's neat.
3: Yeah, I I had fun like referencing the the Shire music from Howard Shore, of course, and trying to find ways to emulate it and like respect it without copying it. Yeah, which is uh, really difficult because he's like you know (laughs) perfect. (laughs) So, uh, which is uh, it's funny because I like I guess that's kind of what Bear McCreary had to do, right? Yeah. So it's it's exactly the same thing. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Cool.
0: you guys are just yeah, was... like Bear McCree. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, exactly. Dude, in my no eyes, way. you guys pretty much are. You know, yeah, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bear who? Okay,
2: sorry, glad you guys know. picked up on that. What I was saying there,
0: <laughs> nailed it. So, this Simpsons is like a Lord of the Rings podcast, kind of adjacent at least. Um, I, I, I like to ask all the guests, like, because I mean, like, it's not about the story of Lord of the Rings, it's about. The story of shit that happened before Lord of the Rings, but yeah, 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 pretty much. You know, you get what I'm trying to say, okay? Look, I don't always. Yeah, Stephen Colbert
3: has gotten everyone up to date, okay? Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) But uh, I like to ask all of the guests, like, what what is uh, your guys' experience with Lord of the Rings? When did you first read the books or the movies? Like, when did you fall in love with this, you know, masterpiece? Uh, I don't know. uh, Whichever one wants to start.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll start. I'll just say that, like, you know, my my relationship with Lord of the Rings is pretty casual. I i grew up you know watching the films and the theaters you know as they came out and like i was definitely really drawn to it i was like super into it when i went to see the movies um and then as i got older and got more into music and composing i you know fell in love with the soundtrack but that was like 10 years ago when i was in college and i was listening <laughs> to that so like it's been a while but um and then i never saw the hobbit movies i'll say mm. that never saw the hobbit movies i haven't You're really listened to that anything. score either <laughs> Okay. Nah, dude, they're I'll fun. I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're fun.
3: <laughs> Triggering, Jason.
2: Yeah, Lord of the Rings was kind of a connection to one of my, like, cousins, like or family of cousins, I guess. Um, they lived near us, and their parents were ultra-conservative Christians, mm. and did not let them get exposed to very much, including, like, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and things like that, but... Lord of the Rings somehow kind of was fine. Yeah, uh, though, <laughs> I have no idea. It's like um, the Beatles, dude. But, like they just right. Yeah, I, it, even though it it's grand like really messed
1: it up, it just yep.
2: the conservative people they just yep. let it go, dude. It's like, eh, right, and rings. and to think that Lord of the Rings was like lower on the the totem pole there than than Harry Potter is insane to me. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I just remember watching those movies with those cousins, and that that's. That's my main experience, and it, it really, a lot of that music, I think, has has shaped a lot of my musical, like, influence. It's just a lot of those dissonant, weird, strange notes, accidental notes and things like that that I'm a lot more drawn to now. And I would say that that would be its biggest influence, like, musically, too. Um, but I also didn't get super far into the lore and analyze everything. My girlfriend is crazy with that type of stuff. Oh, lord of the rings and well not not so much lord of the rings What's what's the other one the game of thrones okay nah, She's, yes she goes nuts with that stuff so it's been interesting kind of like <laughs> diving more into this than i probably would have because we're coming on the podcast so i was like kind of want to know a little bit more about it right so it's kind of fun i i yeah it's kind of brought I, me back into that universe and it it's kind of it's really enjoyable
3: it's been interesting kind of like uh comparing the two you know like rings of power with house of house of the dragon because <laughs> they're 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 right there it obviously is a similarity oh, to yeah. it because they're both like you know high fantasy but yeah. there's also a lot of differences and like sort of like a just a different sort of ethos and like a different like fan base and stuff and so it's like it's kind of interesting and then like different uh, different uh music uh different composers obviously yeah. one of which is doing really well the other maybe not so much.
0: <laughs> that's why I was laughing is because I now can't <laughs> yeah, think about Game of time. Thrones without thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fabio really doesn't like Ramin Djawadi uh-huh. or however nah. you say his name. It's like yeah. all I can think about.
3: No shot. Apparently, it's pronounced uh, okay. Ramin Djawadi. No, that's, oh. that's what he. That's what he says, and he's pretty particular about it.
2: It's it's serviceable music. Ah. It it you know it doesn't blow me away though. Like I'm not gonna put it on Spotify and listen to that music. You know yeah, what I mean. Whereas I feel like this score, I've really enjoyed just listening to it.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. Like I, especially as you know, you and uh, Sean and and you and Jason and me were talking about the show leading up to it and sharing some of the music before it came out, and I was like, those first two tracks, I was like, yo, what the fuck? So once I got into the soundtrack, I was really blown away, and like I've been listening to it simply because like there are things that have gotten stuck in my head or just tracks that I really, really like. And I just want to listen to, which uh, doesn't, it doesn't always happen for me. I I, like, I'll listen to, especially with film music, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, yeah, this is cool. But I might not go back to it unless I really intend to, but this, like, I was finding myself like, no, I want to listen to, I want to listen to the score right now. So I think it's doing, yeah, it's doing more than its job. It's doing, it's much more than serviceable, you know?
0: we have another kind of thing that we've done with our last two guests. I don't know how much is, how well it's going to work right now. Uh, Listening to you guys talk about your history with, (laughs) with uh, I almost said game of Thrones. That's how uh, the conversation (laughs) fucked my head up Uh, your history with, with Lord of the Rings. Uh, We had, we had both uh, Swarles and Mike give their favorite line, their favorite moment from the Lord of the Rings films. Is there any line or, or moment that you guys think you could, you could recite from those movies oh, no. or could butcher. I think that would be equally funny. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah,
3: I say and my axe. I say that all the time, like <laughs> like unironically, just in situations where it feels right. Jesus. I'm just like, and my axe and nobody ever thinks it's funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't have one. I don't have one. I can't so I can't funny. do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm oh man, I am so bad at this type of thing, like the like references and remembering <laughs> lyrics to a song I've heard a hundred times. I don't hear the words of anything ever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's Big really, mood. really bad. I, the same I I can picture <laughs> scenes, I can see it in my head, but I can't remember the words that they're saying.
0: What do you see in I, your head right now when you think about that? I'm curious. I keep seeing questions. Sam's
2: face. <laughs> I see Sam's face when, like, he's like ultimate betrayal. I don't know why, but that's like that's the first thing that comes to mind when, you're, like, oh, no, damn, when you were like, "No, think of what you that think down." Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Uh huh. First thing. Dude, I remember being Got really me. sad as a kid seeing that scene. <laughs> It's yeah. like why? Oh yeah. Yes. Maybe that's what <laughs> it is. It was it was like pretty impressed on my memory. Just like his face. And then now he's in like stranger things, the same actor and stuff. So it's like yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of weird yeah. to see that guy. Oh man. Yep. It's like a warm blankie. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> I'm really glad I good, pushed good. further <laughs> for that one. I, that yeah. that was <laughs> as honest um... as
2: the honest uh take I got. So
0: <laughs> that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted was honesty. Um before we talk about <laughs> Rings of Power specifically, uh, I'm going to jump back because I meant to do this at the front, but as Jason can attest, I'm really bad at keeping things in the order this you is supposed go to with go the in. the flow, dude. Um, huh. Yeah, dude, yeah. You guys should introduce yourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes in.
3: <laughs> that's great.
2: I'm Jesse from Medovista Media. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Uh, that's it. <laughs> right like we intuitively know like who, yeah. who you guys are so we didn't even
1: like think, oh yeah this person's voice yeah, yeah, should yeah. probably yeah. be attributed to a name <laughs>
3: <laughs> well uh let's see i i'm shane some listeners might know me as fabio i'm also a part of Meadow vista media jesse and i are uh good friends who have uh joined forces to work together in Meadow vista media it's a music production company basically we record and mix and write music and arrange music uh for ourselves or for other other people or in the service of other things whether it's a podcast or or another artist's work you know we help produce other artists or something like that we want to start doing more film and tv and video games eventually um and yeah that's that's a good summarization i think beautiful what, what we're doing (laughs)
0: <laughs> and if people want to listen to you guys' music outside of just the banger theme that you did you did here where should they where should they go what kind of like because i know you guys have done work for like you guys have done stuff for very random encounters Correct. right mm-hmm.
3: yes yeah we've been doing the theme for their show for a couple seasons now and they um it's really like they have a theme that they use every season and they just like they change it up uh, a little bit Uh, every season depending on what the setting is because every season it's a D &D podcast or it's like a tabletop Mm. rpg podcast and so every season is different and so the theme has been different and so we got into that because they wanted a rock a rock thing and we're you know we have a pretty uh deep background with <laughs> rock and roll. So we did that and then we kind of just kept going, kept they're like, "Oh, you want to do the next one?" And so we just kept going and kept going and so we've been doing Yo. I think we did four or five of them. Yeah, it's been it's awesome. interesting yeah. with yeah.
2: that trying to kind of morph those samples that they had into all kinds of different vibes and that's been so much fun to it's really forces you yeah, it, to you
3: know, <laughs> each new th- <laughs> Each new thing we've done has been like a new, like it's even more like challenging it. than the last. They're they're like, okay, but what if we added sitar in here? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And what if we? Uh, I
1: what mean, a last party's got to be like.
3: No, it's but they're they're really right, really but good like people.
1: part of you's got to be like, oh yeah, now I get to do stuff with the sitar. Like I haven't really worked with this. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah.
3: <laughs> it's really rewarding when when it comes when it comes out. You know when it and when it works when we we uh figure it out by the end cuz it's like wow like
2: yeah we <laughs> we fucking did it we fucking figured, <laughs> we cracked this one that's great that's a i mean it's the same thing with your guys' stuff against okay, all with odds the, with this theme it, it's really neat to feel like we actually sounded like a little bit like a shire type vibe and i really yeah that's uh it was a sense of accomplishment for sure at the end of this one and and shane definitely took a lot of the lead harmonically with that that stuff, and I, I kind of helped get it to a like a listenable, you know.
3: Yeah, that that sound. tends to be our dynamic. Cause right? like I'll, I'll do more of the like the stuff that's on the the piano keys, and then you'll do stuff more of the stuff that's like in the mixing and the mastering sense. And like sound we both and, dabble yeah. with each other's, uh, like pr- you know profession, so to speak. In that in that sense, we both help each other, but hmm. we tend to favor those things and. It's like works yeah, for, uh, really works cool. out pretty well. I'm glad because there's yeah, some he's... things like mixing wise that I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what to do with this. And he's like, okay, and he takes it and and he like turns it into gold, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that, I feel that lucky. must be
1: super nice. You know, like you get really fatigued on something creatively. Yeah, and like yes, the that's wall. it. The, and that's a good like a way, way to put your eyes on there. The that's collaborative
3: nice aspect helps.
1: Yeah, a ton. and.
2: I'll make little things, you know, different different little score things and send them to him and he'll take, you know, the chords and make them a lot more flavorful and and kind of flesh them out to be just smarter musically put together. You know, I get a good idea or sometimes you know for for some music that I don't can't quite fully flesh out and he helps me get that across and and always makes it way better. I I feel like we've all the tracks that we've made together, it's just
0: I think if the theme for this podcast is anything to go off, you guys have uh, succeeded uh, very, very, very much uh, with that. appreciate that. I want to shift over to actually the yeah. of power now. You guys, so so just for like the context of the conversation, you guys have not seen episode seven. You guys have seen one That's, through six. That is true for me. What are your guys' thoughts um, just on the show overall and then more specifically the music so far in the first uh, six episodes you've seen. Like, are you guys enjoying the show? I don't know how. How did you guys feel going into it? Like, oh my god, Jeff Bezos is making a Lord <laughs> of the Exactly you know, that. Like, what? <laughs> that. That is that was, is, that was, was, was my problem right at the beginning, yeah. man. And, and it started okay. with
2: the Amazon trailer for the show, and it was like ah, ah, just like a trailer <laughs> sound, right? Like just, and I was sitting there. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. My roommates were watching football on Thursday night and I was working on the computer and I like heard trailer noises happening and I like looked up and I was like, Lord (laughs) of the Rings. Why is that happening? And then the show has absolutely changed my opinion of it after, you know, episode two or so is where I I really was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can get over the Amazon thing. Jeff Bezos, cock in the sky, hate it. That's okay. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they they do have good they have good people behind it you can tell absolutely there yeah. there's times where you can see that that corporate that corporate claw in there but like yeah. it's it's especially their marketing not a big deal. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, it's been I would uh I I think I would I would agree overall um I think the show has done a really good job so far of you know telling the story i'm i'm interested i'm like really interested in it as someone who's like kind of not been interested in lord of the rings for a very long time i was like Mm. i've actually gotten you know like jesse was saying earlier like i've looked into a little bit of the lore as it relates to the show simply because i'm just i'm interested i want to know the context of certain things so it's definitely grabbed my attention i would agree that it started off slow Probably probably because, you know, it's like takes some getting used to. You don't like know who anyone is or whatever. But yeah. I I've I've liked just about everything from the show so far. Um I'm easy to please, I think, though, with uh with something. Like when I've decided that I like it, I'm pretty I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Eh, pretty you know. yeah. <laughs> uh uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. s- stop seeing its flaws as much, you know, but um I I'm I'm glad that they have made it because you know i feel like for i i want to be happy for lord of the rings fans because it's a good show but like god you know they haven't really been very grateful you know no yeah and it's like so much money went to the show so much like heart you can tell like there's so much heart put in the show and and attention to detail come around yeah hopefully
0: yeah. I hope so. I, I I really hope this isn't a Star Wars situation. Yeah, it definitely know? feels like,
3: like it's that's what's happening.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you if you listen to anybody involved talk, even the cast, I've been like, I've just I've been so impressed with how the cast can like just pull some shit out about like the lore, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now, but good for you. Oh, <laughs> you that's cool. like,
2: yeah, yeah. I think sick. the music really helps to pull it together. I mean that. Yep that world, I don't think the Lord of the Rings world exists without the music that's been in it from the very beginning. I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, watching that show, I mean, I, you can say that about really any piece of film or video games, anything, any media, the music is half the battle, I think. But Mm -hmm. Bear McCreary, he's, he's done a really good job at, at kind of pointing you towards some of those, those older themes, you know, from Howard Shore, but like, absolutely mm-hmm. making it his own and 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 bringing it all together for me for sure definitely and and I think I've also been listening to the spotify you know like the rings of power a ton so it, that definitely helps but mm-hmm. yeah the music definitely yeah. ties it all together for me yeah. yeah i think the most impressive thing
1: to me is not only just like the music cuz the music is good on its own but how they actually use the music is more impressive to me like uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: How the showrunners work together with the music and the cinematography, like especially when it comes to transitioning from scene to a scene right like if if the if the previous scene had like orcs and like people dying and stuff, and then the next scene was like a harfoot one, it would still feel very creepy for the first like ten fifteen seconds of the harfoot mm. section, and I really yeah. like it and how they they really just trick you all the time. Like he he's really just dangling you along on a string <laughs> just like this is how you're feeling right now. And it's, yeah. it just does they do it so well between the cinematography
2: and the music combined. It's just insane. He does a lot of theme-based things. Every every character has their own theme and their own melody that mm-hmm. they use a ton of different arrangements to to get those those different vibes happening. I mean, you'll hear You'll hear something in the Sauron theme that you'll hear you know in the in the Harfoot scene like like you say with the transitions and stuff and and yeah I think that assigning different scenarios and different characters with those themes is super impactful when used correctly and I think that he really mm-hmm. nailed that portion of it it's yeah the, the Star wars Absolutely. approach where each character has their own thing and that that's a classic approach but not everybody does that anymore that's not like a you don't have to do it that
3: yeah, way or I, I think it that's that's really true a, a lot of people don't I think there's very few composers who are like you know really strong theme makers, and i didn't even I don't even think I would have put Barry McCreary in that camp like at all no uh, until uh-uh. this soundtrack, but he he really made a point to and I actually like i was you know doing some research in it he spent months coming up with or he spent a couple months just coming up with themes. For the soundtrack, Mm -hmm. and then from there, you you know when you have like fifteen something character themes and or themes that have to do with elements of the show, the score kind of writes itself after that point. If you know the craft of it, you know. So, and he's been doing this for a while. He's actually been doing it for for like you know he's been in there for like, I mean, he did Walking Dead. How long ago was that? That was, yeah, at least ten years ago. Twenty
0: eleven, maybe. Yeah, ten plus years.
3: And he was working stuff before then. You know, so he's been in for like probably 15 years.
0: How do you guys feel about Bear McCreary's previous work before this? Because like I mentioned to Mike last episode, I've known Bear McCreary from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fame uh you know the hit television show <laughs> mm. hit, hit mcu canon television show <laughs> Agents of SHIELD. So Definitely just, kidding. how did you guys how'd you guys how do you guys feel about bear mccurry before this because i'll be honest i felt like after listening to this he like skyrocketed yeah in what yeah. like how i felt about him that's
3: how i feel too i i feel like Same. he was uh he was really good at what he did you know he's like probably like a b-tier composer for me just like really serviceable you know kind of always showed up to the gig you know and did what he had to do um i think ragnar the uh, not ragnar sorry god of war the god of war soundtrack that he worked on yeah before he did he's doing ragnarok too but the the last one i think was the first time where people really started to take notice you know he really mm. nailed mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one you know and then being given the opportunity to work on the lord of the rings of power soundtrack with like oh about like 12 to 13 months of lead time it's you know he just like probably from from what i understand he just cleared his schedule and just fucking went balls deep in like writing music <laughs> for like nine months straight yeah. you know and and yeah I, I think it shows. I think it paid off. Yeah, I think yeah. it paid off big time. And I think, for, just going back a little bit to about themes, I think it was like, not a lot, right? So there's not a lot of people doing themes. So it's a little risky now to be a theme writer. You have to be really good. Like if your theme sucks, then people aren't going to buy into it. You know, they're not going to like the music. It's way easier to write music that's just textural. You know, the Hans Zimmer approach, because you just, mm-hmm. it's it's just, mechanically it's just easier melody writing is really mm-hmm. difficult to do well that's why john williams is john williams is because he was like the fucking man you know howard shore the same True. thing he was True. a theme he was a theme <laughs> writer so for bear McCreary to take that approach was really risky but i don't think that you can score a fantasy score any other way you know what i'm saying like yeah, howard yeah I agree 100 percent. so he had to he, he by necessity he had to do that and so I think he knew that. And because he was, he calls on Howard Shore's score as like a huge influence for himself. I think he knew that going into it. And so he put a lot of his creative effort towards making sure that that part was like bulletproof. And for me, that I think that's true.
2: Very respectable. I think my, for Barry McCurry, my first, the first time that I was, that he turned my head was for that Apple show C. The first season of that has absolutely visceral. Awful music that I love so much. It is so <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yes, and it's and like, it, I was no. Like, Where it, is this going? Wait, no, awful. Yes, <laughs> like in a good way. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. in the way yeah, that yeah, 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 I get it. You know, like metalheads like a breakdown <laughs> kind of thing, and it, it is. Yeah, it's like heavy yeah. music the entire time, and it it sucked because the second season they totally took his theme, which was this weird sound design, a bunch of random sound that I thought was awesome, and they did this very generic like orchestral just very simple kind of like watered it down to me and uh the show still had elements of that as a lot of the characters but that was also theme based but less melody writing more so like he would assign a sound design type of sound to a character there were definitely a few themes in there that were um that were specific to characters but that music was super, super cool, and then, of course, God of War came out. I think shortly after that, I might have the timeline wrong. That's when I experienced them, um, mm. and that was great as well, and and ever since then, pretty much anything that he does, I like to at least check it out. Um, I really like that visceral, atonal, bullshit, not real music type stuff. <laughs> yeah, sound design mm. is so neat to me. It's, uh, it's kind of where my, like, I guess my interest and like my fixation right now in audio is towards the sound design side of things. So
0: super neat. And I mean, I, I, you guys talking about those themes, like it, it's very true. I think that in some scenes of this show, the themes have kind of saved it. And the, the one where I can, that I think of is, and Jason and I talked about this on the podcast episodes four and five, I think it was four and five pretty much had the same ending. They did they did this ending twice where like the Numenorians are like, Oh, we should go, but we don't wanna go. You know what? We're gonna go. I, yeah. Like yeah. they did that kind of two episodes in a row. And I was like kind of rolling my eyes a little bit at it the second time it happened, but then the Numenor theme kicked in. Yeah. And I was like, Never mind, this rocks. This is great. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it
1: just sweeps you up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it kinda it kinda really carries like, I think some places where maybe some dialogue given to galadriel is a a little a little stunted but at the same time uh-huh. you start to hear her theme come in and uh-huh. i because for me her theme is my favorite part of the show i don't know what do you guys what's your guys's favorite yeah. themes like yeah oh I, that
3: one's definitely up there so is the numenor theme both of those are definitely up there for me
2: yeah numenor of um, course is I, it's kind of centers the whole thing it's got kind of everything oh from the the rest of the show i mean I, with Not so much, I would say, the Harfoot theme in there, but the musical ideas definitely stem from Numenor, it seems like. And I think that's something Shane talked to me about, and that's something I've really Mm -hmm. been looking into, So, listening to Numenor and listening to the chord progressions. And they're strewn about throughout all of it. It's uh, kind of the center of it all, it seems. I like Sauron's theme because I like, again, visceral, gnarly stuff. Um, That theme is
3: super cool. That one's good. That one's good. I'm really oh. like, uh, I'm really obsessed with the Bronwyn and Aaron Deer theme, the like love mm. theme for them. It's like it reminds me of this sort of like sweeping orchestral melody that you'd hear from like an old film from like you know like a Bernard Herrmann score or like a uh, Elmer Bernstein, you know, like sort of that like s- 60s, 70s like really romantic sweeping mm-hmm. orchestral sound. It was, like, yeah, 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 like the really very cool. Much, like- I love it. <laughs> no, yeah. <we> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so cheesy. It's so yeah. cheesy, but it's really beautiful too. It like works you know, what here, I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really well done. Um <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I had in my mind. Um
2: I actually like on a uh, beach probably. <laughs> <laughs> I also really oh, liked there was a specific scene is where oh, what's her name? Uh, God, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, Which, uh... They're having a sword battle. What's her name? My gosh. Galadriel? She's like the main okay. character. Yeah, Galadriel. How dare you? She... The
0: love of my life. How dare you? <laughs> I know, I know.
2: <laughs> she's having a sword fight, and she's like fighting those guys, and that music has like this little engine behind it that's like a, a smaller ensemble, and then this big, huge, sweeping orchestra comes in and, like, hits the sa- a lot of the same notes and does this, like, really, really playful thing every time they, you know, start swinging the sword and stuff. And I hadn't watched mm-hmm. that part yet, but I had already mm-hmm. listened to the music. And I was like, wow, this is really neat. I mm-hmm. wonder what this is. And 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 kind of a sword fight came to mind, like a playful, like, like back-and-forth kind of thing. And And the sword fight was <laughs> in my mind a little bit with that. And then, sure enough, I started watching the show, and there it was. It was exactly kind of what i thought it was and it it's just so telling of like his skill at at being able to i don't know make you make you feel Mm -hmm. something i guess
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. i'm trying to find which one it is right now and i can't i don't remember the name of it i'd
1: say i'd say my favorite theme Mm -hmm. is durin's bro like oh yeah during the four yeah i love it because it's very like at at first it's very almost like waltzy, it feels like. Like kind of almost like it, 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 it I think more of like Pirates of the Caribbean when yeah. they're like yeah, yeah. on a ship, right? But uh-huh. then when like the drums come in, it's like boom, boom. You're like, oh yeah. Okay. Like that is what feels dwarven. very dwarven. Yeah. And yeah, then like yeah. halfway through the song, <laughs> the song just changes and it's got like this just such beautiful I think it's French horn. And it mm-hmm. just sounds so good. And I love Durin too. So it <laughs> yeah. makes me like it even more.
3: <laughs> yeah. He he does this he does this really cool thing with all the themes and I just recently like realized this, but he like uh Bear McCreary, he writes these themes for the uh people, for the societies. Like there's a there's the, there's like a sound for the elves, there's a theme for the dwarves, there's a theme for the Harfoots you know and then he will then take those themes or like the sound of those themes and then when he goes to write the themes for the characters in uh, in those societies he subverts like the sound he subverts the expectation mm. of the sound he made with the theme for the society by right. making it slightly different still connected but slightly different for the character to kind of help signify it helps supplement the like the characterization you know of them and saying that oh they say Prince Durin he is a dwarf but he also he's different because his personality he you know his personality is different because of this and this or like Nori right she's the heart she's she's a harfoot but she's more adventurous so her her theme sounds a little mm-hmm. bit more whimsical you know th- elements mm-hmm. like that and i feel i feel like you can hear that consistently across everything and and that's just like a really neat thing that i found that he did to help kind of tell the story and help help uh support the characters, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's really smart when a character's theme has a part where it's very different, right? Like, for example, like with the Durin theme, the beginning, it's it feels very much like I might be watching Johnny Depp as Jack (laughs) Jack Sparrow doing some weird stuff, right? But then the second one is much more somber, right? So it's like you can have the Durin Weird piratey theme, just when like you know he's up to his normal hijinks or whatever, right? Yeah. But then when he's having like a, a a defining character arc moment or something, you have the more somber part. So like being able to like pull from the same theme, the same song, being able to use it in different scenes in a very different way, I think is really smart. Uh, well, and that's
2: the that's the beauty of melody and being able to change it with chord progressions and change the chords, the layering behind that can give such a context and you can use a melody that can sound bouncy and sort of playful and nice. And then, I mean, if you do enough tweaking, you can make it sound sinister. The same, the same exact notes mm-hmm. difference just by the tensions yeah. of uh, between the chords and, and the notes that are playing along with it. Cause it's just relative to other notes. And it, that's, that's something that's, he, he definitely uses that really well, and that's something that Shane, that I lean on Shane for a lot in our music, is is being able to achieve that.
3: Yeah, that's that's how you know the melodies are, like, bulletproof, is because they're so malleable. You hear the themes, like, and man, he really hits you over the head with them, and and because yeah, they're yeah. so good, it's okay, <laughs> you know, I don't really mind it, mm-hmm. but, like... They, but they are so malleable. They, they, he's able to use them and interchangeably and and stack them on top of each other and stuff like depending on who's in the scene. There's a battle, right. one of the battles, that big battle scene they have with the orcs where you know they're they're fighting and Erendir's fighting and you hear his theme yeah. and then fucking Galadriel <laughs> comes in and yeah, you hear her yeah. theme. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then like you hear the yeah. orc chanting when they're getting the upper hand, and he does. He's talked about that he did that on purpose he's you know it's a very purposeful mm-hmm. part of the craft of it which is yeah you know speaks to the robustness of those melodies yeah. how do
0: you guys feel about um howard shore's main title theme that was made for the uh for the show that plays
3: it yeah. certainly is okay. a theme of all time
2: yeah i, uh, I it it's, it's a little underwhelming yeah. compared to the rest of the music to be honest i it's i think it's yeah. good i think it's serviceable i hear mm-hmm. it in my head you know when i'm thinking about the show and and it, it absolutely does mm-hmm. its job um yeah apparently it was written and recorded totally
3: separately from what bear McCreary yeah, was doing yeah. i mean of course it was a different you know howard shore did that but like just timing completely different and that's why it's not in the show you know, you hear it as a theme, oh, but you won't he- for the opening credits. But you won't hear that theme in Bear's actual yeah. score, at least for the first season. Maybe that will change going forward. Now that he actually has that theme as, at his disposal, I, I imagine it will. I imagine we'll hear it. But yeah, apparently it wasn't. It didn't line up, so it never ended up in the actual score for the I, season.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah,
1: I I really like the main melody of it. Right, like at the very at the very end it does it as well yeah 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 yeah. i really like that and then i also really like when in the show everyone else that i watch the show with when we do like
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) when there's like the like the like worm of black rocks i like that part of the song but the rest of this the rest of the song is definitely kind of on the nose just like going through the motions but Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely i still like it i'd say yeah it's like it's like a B tier song, but I like the melody. i will say that
2: the, the melody is like a A tier song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's kind good. of what it, I it, would expect from from a big corporation to choose something that's <laughs> not going to ruffle yeah, too many yeah. feathers. You know what I mean? And that's that, That's fine. Mm. I, that yeah. doesn't bother me. I, you know what I mean? I, I it. I don't hate it. So that's great. Because that happens yeah. sometimes yeah. on television shows where I'm just like, dude, I can't, I can't with this. Where's I need, the skip where's button? the skip button? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I I can listen to this, you know what I mean? We, I watched mm-hmm. the intro still on this show, so that's good. It did its job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 If, if it's if it's enough to where you still watch it,
2: I think it's a good theme. Yeah. Right? Did well. if you're not it did well. It did its job. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> right. I've been yeah. like,
2: especially when we really started to lean into film music and, and wanting to. To do this, I, I've really forced myself to watch all intros and not skip that because it just feels cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just exactly. kind of feels like a disservice. Yeah. You, you got to watch it. But sometimes, you know, they didn't do a good job yeah <laughs>
0: that's why the most superior of television theme songs intros is berries because it, it bangs for about two seconds and then it goes away it's like it's yeah like, yeah yeah
2: there you go yeah. oh berry's so good i love that show the ba, timing of it is ba, always ba, perfect too ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah it's done that's it You're,
0: that's all you gotta do it's great and that's all you need it's all you need for that show yeah for sure um i was pleasantly surprised that <laughs> pleasantly surprised it makes it sound like i don't like the theme but i was pleasantly surprised that howard shore's theme didn't play in the first episode um because i i had heard about bear McCreary, there was no title card like, and there was that's no kind title of, card yeah that happens a lot on tv shows the first episode might not have the title card or whatever um i was certain that because they got howard shore to do the theme that amazon was going to be like get it on there so they know that howard shore was involved in some way yeah but i was (laughs) yeah howard shore i was like Uh no let the first episode be like bear mccreary's thing like the first big piece of music you hear in this show is i'm pretty sure galadriel's theme and so like i'm glad about yeah
3: it's it's uh the track i love the track for the beginning of the first episode it's so fucking good it's called in the beginning and it's yes. like a it's that like so emerging of the elf theme of and galadriel's theme but also intertwined with that is like this really 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 good mm-hmm. like dramatic score you know as it's kind of telling you the story and everything it's like that's that sort of like uh exposition intro thing could definitely mm-hmm. fall flat if uh if not executed right and i think like the music really really helped tell that story yeah
0: and, and i mean yeah yeah i, think <laughs> I mean back on dude it is essentially walking up a hill and i've got chills and i'm like you know it's like it, this shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. getting this kind of response from me but it is um so do you guys have any anything else that's like you really? You really want to mention about um The Rings of Power score?
3: I I do actually. I like Ooh, I okay. I found some like just really cool information that I think would be neat to share. Um Please go you... for it. So, just some information about like the making of the score itself. Um it's, uh, he said that it took him you know, about 2 to 3 months to write the themes and then From there, he was just writing music for like another nine months. And for a a long time, he didn't even see any footage. So he was just writing music to like an idea, you know, an idea of like what the showrunners were giving him. And it was like he he likened it to writing a symphony because Mm -hmm. he kind of just had to go off of his imagination Mm -hmm. and just write music, you know, that told this really rich story without actually having to getting to see anything. And that's really fucking hard to do. Um, (laughs) So props to him. Apparently he had a ninety-piece orchestra at his disposal, and they recorded in London. They had a, a forty-piece choir that recorded in Vienna. So he, you know, they they oh, spared no expense, you know, and yeah, we know this, yeah. but like they really that that goes for the music budget too, which is which is good to hear. Um, that's, yeah,
1: yeah, their choirs are awesome. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. like when whenever even, whether it's like the dwarven chants or the orc dude. chants, dude. So and on, so I have good.
3: actually some. F- cool stuff about the core the all the choral material in the show so every single cue that has choir that has some sort of lyrics that those lyrics are sung in the languages oh. from Lord of the Rings and each of those yeah. there's there's five languages there's the two elvish languages there's a dwarvish language um there's the númenor language there's english of course and then there's black speech and I don't personally know when, which, you know, I wouldn't be able, obviously when there's dwarves, it's probably the dwarf language, but beyond that, I wouldn't really know much about it, but I do know that, that, that is the case and they were really, really particular. They had like a linguist, you know, a specialist for Lord of the Rings that on, yeah, that, that helped with coming up with the lyrics and also helping the choir, uh, help pronounce the lyrics. -hmm. Another fun fact: Apparently, the choir they all had to sign NDAs, and they weren't told. They weren't told what the translations of the lyrics were. You know, so like they didn't know who they were singing about. But they also were saying that, like, when it was Sauron's theme, it it was pretty fucking clear who it was. You know, yeah, (laughs) which is funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. What's cool is one of the chants that is in the song Mm Nampot, which is they're chanting Nampot. That's death in. In black Damn. speech.
3: Damn, I... So
1: they, they really just got a choir but yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. I know Sauron's I theme is
3: in black speech, um, for sure. Like, uh, Oh, and I think the text in Sauron's theme is taken from a poem that has to do with the One Ring. Oh. So there's, there's some sort of text that has to do with the One Ring, and they mm-hmm. drew, drew from that in order to make the lyrics for Sauron's theme. Interesting. Mm.
1: Yeah, the song where the shadows lie is the last words in the like the one ring mm. to bring them all type thing. Like the last in line Lord is da, where the shadows lie. Where the
0: shadows lie. Yeah. What a great what a great intro to a movie. Hell yeah.
1: That's yeah, it's the after the theme on the season 1 soundtrack. It's the first song.
0: Well, you guys, yeah, the where the shadows you 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 brought them up. You brought up uh, up the specter of death that hangs over this show and is going to end up deciding <laughs> friendships and relationships based on everybody's theories. So I want to hear from you guys right now. Sure. Who is Sauron? Halbrand. Okay, okay, all right. Although, believer, okay, actually- believer? Okay,
3: so I think narratively, all signs point to Halbrand, but musically- no fucking yeah. clue like they've uh, <laughs> i i have i have really i haven't okay i haven't like poured over it but i've listened very intently through the soundtrack and like while watching the show and i have not been able to find a single connection between sauron's theme and Halbrand's theme so and that might just be you know that that might be okay. a direction that he got that was but,
1: one thing that i was wondering if you guys if you guys were able to yeah, give us the what only is he, what
3: is he, what is tell you? the <laughs> only weird thing because most of the <laughs> themes are like, this per- This yes, is this person's theme, and he was here because, you know, or they're talking about him, so they're, you know, you hear his theme or whatever. The only weird thing that I noticed was when the stranger first showed up, when he shot down from the sky, and you see him, and he's in, like, that sort of ring of, like, fire mm-hmm. residue, you know, and it kind of looks like Sauron, uh, Sauron's eye or whatever. Yeah. Um, There is... Yeah it's like a string ostinato and the same time signature change and everything from sauron's theme you hear it underneath it's not you don't hear the melody but you hear like the other part of it you know the chords and the rhythms and the and the string part under it and then on top of that you hear the stranger's theme for the first time Mm. that's but that never happens Mm. ever again like anytime you see the stranger you never hear sauron's theme again but when you first See, it's like basically i don't know if there's trying they're trying to say that that evil sinister sound is just like a it's a danger or a cautionary sort of texture you know or if it's trying right. to say like something. like if
1: the else. motif is just danger and not yeah i think life, that's so. probably
3: more likely but i did notice that and i thought that was really weird it was yeah, weird yeah, enough it made is, my eyebrow raise you know
2: for sure, and that was enough for me to sign on to the conspiracy theory. That Sauron, so we're good now. But I, okay. well, I, I, I don't actually believe that. I think it's Hallbrand, but I also I have a hard time. let Have a hard time believing that. Just let's go. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't imagine him being badass enough to be Sauron. I don't know. Like, he, he's pretty badass. I will give him that. But like Sauron, badass? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. I I tend to think he hasn't been introduced
0: yet. That would be mm. I think that's what a lot of people are yeah. hoping. <laughs> I, I I think a lot of people don't really like any of the choices that much and are hoping that it's 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 uh somebody who we haven't seen. But I think actually that kind of your um you talking about Sauron's theme playing a little bit or being referenced in that scene when when this the stranger Mm -hmm. arrives Mm -hmm. i think that might also because one of the theories i had when everything was going weird um and you guys have seen um i can't i can't have you guys seen the cultists in the show yet the people in the white yes yeah yes okay so you've seen the okay so that scene Uh like they end up right where the crater was Mm -hmm. right so my theory after that scene was that Sauron saw the stranger's arrival and sent them after the stranger because he sees the stranger as a threat. Yeah. So I wonder if that music could be a connection there, of like to indicate that Sauron's eye in quotation marks is on this event. Because we, yeah, know that, like, may I, I think that's
3: felt. I think that's a yeah that's a really really good reading. I I could get behind that. That makes a lot of sense. He might
0: snipe it. We
2: we also know. I mean. I get the vibe from the stranger that he doesn't know his own past. Yeah, so he may have a, a sinister past mm-hmm. with these weird white cloaked people, and they're trying to find him to be like, "Bro, we need you here, <laughs> back with L- plus, us, please, to do the Sauron stuff." Yeah, yeah. You, got, you haven't been doing yeah. it any of it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got it so long. You yeah. got kind of lost, I think. Oh, he landed, he's right there. We gotta find him. <laughs> Look for his foot, his his tracks. Yeah. So we gotta track him down. <laughs> Get that old man back.
3: No, it's uh, a have, have. I haven't grandpa Sauron,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sauron, Daddy Sauron. Yeah, he left the 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 facility. He left and
0: gotta track him down. Yeah, so um, then. Uh, yeah, no. Go ahead, Fabio.
3: I was going to ask: Have you guys talked about the possibility of the Stranger being Gandalf? Uh,
0: every episode, we've hoped and prayed that he isn't. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
2: <laughs> right. I have
0: a pretty good idea
1: who it is now. Like uh, that, I'm leaning more towards. But obviously, you guys haven't seen the newest mm. episode, mm-hmm. so I won't spoil it. Yeah, but I know he, he does some stuff in this episode that makes me think he is somebody. I have my theory as to not Sauron it is as well. But, but.
3: yeah.
0: Who do you guys, do you guys have any ideas on on who it is? I no, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Think I so think kind of did like
3: it. Gandalf like
2: kind kind of makes it. I makes
0: think it's going little... to be Gandalf. I kind of don't want it to be. Is the only makes, thing. A, makes it makes a little bit of That's sense. That's a little
2: on the nose. It's yeah, kind of yeah.
0: cuz that to me would be the corporate <laughs> overreach. You know, that to me would be them being... Like, I could totally see a scenario... If the Harfoots
1: isn't already. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I don't think the Harfoots is like... That's kind of corporate. I think that I've enjoyed them enough to the point where I'm like... And they're not lore-breaking enough that I'm like, I don't care. But like...
1: Yeah, I like them. They're definitely good.
0: I could could definitely Mm -hmm. see a situation where they're like, here's all the stuff we want to do. Like, here's this massive story. Like, we're really not going to have a proper fight until episode six of our big show, you know, and Amazon's like, you're allowed to do that. If Gandalf is in the show, (laughs) you know, like I, right. Right. That is definitely where they're like, we want somebody, you know? So, um, I'm kind of worried that he's Gandalf. If he is Gandalf, I will give the show the benefit of the doubt that they will do something good with him and not make me be like, Oh, you just did this so that people would see Gandalf.
2: Yeah. Um, right
0: but i i think that's my biggest worry with with that idea is i just i
3: i heard that they I'm don't scared. have the rights <laughs> I'm with, yeah. for the name gandalf is that no they would they would okay
0: they have the rights to yeah, the they... books right to the to like the lord of yeah. the rings books so like yeah everything they're pulling from the second age is stuff that is talked about in the lord of the rings books gotcha uh um, gotcha. like like fellowship two towers and return of the king they don't have the rights to like the extended uh stuff but who knows maybe there's like there's like one other book or appendice
1: or something There there's some other wrinkle that where like they have that as well but i can't remember and i think
0: there have also been rumors yeah. that like there's the possibility that if the tolkien estate although i guess it doesn't really matter anymore because the tolkien estate sold the rights to who was it embracer group uh, so it doesn't really matter anymore. But whoever holds the rights, hmm. if they if they enjoy the show, because uh, that was that was wild. I didn't see that coming. But um, huh. they could then they could give uh, Amazon more leeway for future seasons.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Do um, you imagine having the job to like audit the story and be like, did they pull it from there? Hmm. Where'd they pull this from well, exactly? It's, it's
0: literally like Cause... there's a big discussion of like whether they can there's a name that Sauron goes by in the second age. And there's a massive like question in the fandom of whether they can even use that name because they're not okay. sure if it, where it appears first, you know, like where they're allowed to, if it's, if it's from a text that they're allowed to reference. So there's a chance that the name that the fandom knows Sauron by in the second age won't be used in the show because they that's can. so
3: cool that I mean, oh, wow. like that's kind of a bummer. That's like weird Sick. and a bummer, but it's also yeah. really fascinating.
0: It's it's interesting to think about, like, yeah. okay, wh- what what do they have the rights for and what do they not have the rights for? But, yeah.
1: Um... Yeah. Well, and when it's such a known story, too, like, you're not telling a, a new story. No. Right? Like,
0: there, there there are,
1: oh, definitely. like, for example, yeah. like, Arondir, Bronwyn, the Harfoots, like, they do have their own new characters. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously when, uh, like, oh, this is the bad guy's secret name. When he shows up, no, (laughs) no, no, exactly. I wonder if they, and and that's why the Halbrand like theory is is very interesting because, like, for example, I don't know if you have got if you guys have played the Final Fantasy VII remake, Mm -hmm. but they had a similar issue where it's a very well known story, and it was (laughs) like it if you don't. Tre- if you're not walking this path, people will know. So basically, yeah. you know, it ends up changing. But like, yeah, it would be so hard to tell a story
2: that people already know, in my opinion. Oh man, decades of yeah. people that are pouring over the lore. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it's, it's got to be tough. Yeah.
3: Okay, I do have one one more thing I wanted to bring up because I just okay. find it I find it really fascinating. It's about the two songs, the actual like the the tracks. Yeah. that have vocals um who are sang so, by the actual cast members.
0: So is this Disa's song when she's singing and um the Harfoot one?
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah, both of those. Just really quick. I so mm-hmm. this the the Harfoot one was written by a group called Plan 9 who mm-hmm. also wrote yeah. the songs for Peter Jackson's films. Oh. So there's some, you know, wow. streamline okay. there. Uh, McCre- mm-hmm. uh, Barry McQuarrie worked with them you know they wrote it and then he worked with them to orchestrate it um and then jd payne wrote the lyrics he's one of the showrunners. really
0: right? wow okay
3: yeah and then for uh pleat of the rocks which is by princess disa uh bear mccrary wrote that and then you know Gave the music to the actress who plays Disa and she sang it. They recorded that live on set. She sang it live on oh, set. Oh, wow. And then he arranged, it, orchestrated, and arranged the music around that.
0: That's awesome. That's insane. Yeah. I, Super I, I cool. I wonder wow. if
1: that was actually her.
3: Yeah. You know? Yep.
0: The,
2: oh, man. That's the way so cool. that the vibrato lines up with the video. I know. I was looking like at it. would have just taken w- an hour. Yes. Oh, man. That's so cool. It's,
3: it, it's really hard to fake that. So it, you know, makes sense that yeah. they, she, they, she just did it. It's cool,
2: yeah, it's like it looks perfect it that's insane, but that makes sense, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> so yeah that's all that's so all cool. the trivia I got that I think I wanted that I felt a need to share, but well I'm lots glad of you it's it with all of us this cause... show well this show is actually yeah. like really rich and i there's a lot of stuff I didn't share, but it's it gets a little in the weeds with some of the technical stuff about you know each theme and how musically you know they work, but i what I really like about the score is that like. I, it was it's at face value it's really fun to listen to second of all it works great in the show but then beyond that like there's there's so much to take from it there's so and then bear McCreary, he loves to talk he just he's a talker and he gave so much insight in various interviews and stuff um talking about you know how he did it and all the different details and stuff and it's really fascinating because there's it's really yeah. rich with a lot of detail on a lot of like A lot of care put into it by everybody up and down including the music team like they all really cared about what they were doing too so that's it's a really rewarding soundtrack to listen to
0: if anybody has any question about the soundtrack ask fabio in the discord (laughs) (laughs) i'll
1: gladly feel them
2: yes big time Well yeah, we we got to have
1: more stuff to talk about when you guys come on for season yeah, 2, right? Yeah,
0: season like, 2 is going to be wild in like 4 yeah, years. But, so keep your calendar right. open. In the, yeah. Uh-huh. In the uh in the in the meantime when we force you guys to watch the Lord of the Rings movies 10 times so you can come <laughs> on and talk about those, you know, that'll be that'll be cool right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I want to thank both of you guys for for hanging out with us. Uh I I had initially planned this when we started recording an hour ago that i was just gonna splice this into the beginning of this week's episode i'm not gonna do that now this will come out next <laughs> week as its own episode we talked long enough and i'm, wow. I'm glad we <laughs> did that like it's just this deserves to be its own thing um yeah i agree oh uh, yeah man so well, it's been so, a lot of fun hell yeah it'll it, they'll have to wait a little bit longer to hear all this it'll come out in the middle of next week but uh instead of instead of trying to just a bonus yeah instead of trying to just put this at the beginning of this week so i think it makes more sense for it to be its own thing so cool i think so uh shane and jesse why don't you guys both just tell people listening where they can find you online
3: for sure so uh let's see you can find me on mainly on twitter i would say at fabio the iguana and uh, i'm also on instagram at shane Plunkett. i'm I'm on Discord, you know, Fabio the Iguana. Come say hi. And let's see. Uh, Meadow Vista Media is also on Twitter at MVM underscore studio. Uh, on Instagram at Meadow Vista Media. And then we have our own website. And I would actually encourage people who are interested in checking out our stuff to go to our website because it has, uh, you know, everything kind of. Pulled into one area, you know all the different things we have worked on. Because some of it's on YouTube, some of it's on Spotify, some of it doesn't exist necessarily on streaming. <laughs> so it's a good place to kind of go and check
2: us out. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I don't go online a ton. I spend a ton of time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially on like you know Discord and stuff, but. Go to our website, check our music out. I uh you just search Jesse Wright and Spotify, you'll find some stuff, but go listen to the music from MetaVista Media and that's uh that's it. I mean man, reach out on anything. I'm on Twitter and and Instagram, Facebook, all that crap. But uh yeah, we really appreciate you guys having us on here. Yeah. For it's sure. been an honor and we we really enjoyed making your guys' intro. It was so much fun and yeah. It's the first time on a podcast for me. So I appreciate oh, you guys having.
0: You've been us really on good. You. you guys are. I, yeah. I, I would, I would appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have made it very
2: easy. You guys are. You guys sound like true pros. So. We fooled him, Jason. We got him.
0: We fooled him just baby. like Sauron, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Thank you guys for joining us because, uh, it, the, the the listeners deserve to hear actually knowledgeable people talk about the music and not just Jason <laughs> and I go, I really liked it when <laughs> the music went to do to do do, do you know? Like when oh, it, yeah. I it, I it love the sound with do, the do, violin. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even pick that out for you, so I'd be like, It's yeah. not even a violin, it's a viola. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I really liked the guitar, and it's like a drum playing. I don't know. I'm yeah, like... <laughs> um, yeah, it was a crazy on. guitar, yeah. but you know it's <laughs> <that's> fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was actually a piano. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jason, why don't you tell them where they can find our stuff?
1: Um. Oh yeah, it is yeah. a bonus episode, so we do have yeah. to do an outro. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this cool bonus episode that we didn't know was going to be a bonus episode, but it is a bonus episode. Um, mm. You can find all of my stuff on Super Spike Getty Bros on Twitch, on YouTube, and then on Twitter, uh, Spike Getty Bros. And yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: on Twitter oh, yeah. at Sean underscore AFK.
1: <sighs> awesome. Well, you know, again, thank you guys for listening and enjoy your 11sies. And we will see you. Very soon, actually, because this is a bonus episode later this week for Second Breakfast. Bye!